What's up, y'all? Welcome to Conversation Peace with Patrick Armstrong. I am the titular Patrick, and this is a show where we talk about the missing pieces of the conversations we're already having. Shout out to all our returning listeners, and a high five and hello to everybody joining us for the very first time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. We are here wrapping up November with a solo episode coming to you live from Lightbound Studios. I just pointed up and looked up, but you can't see the logo right now. Uh, But that's where we are right here in Indianapolis and where we've been recording all of our episodes for this month. Super excited to be here. Super excited to be here with y'all to talk a little bit about what we talked about in November with our amazing guests, to talk a little bit about the specific missing piece that I want to address that came up in a workshop recently and that I've been sitting with and having conversations about over the last couple of weeks. And then to talk a little bit about December 2024, where we're going with the show. Lots of big life changes coming up for me. I've been listening or reading the newsletter. You probably have a good idea of what those things might be. If you haven't, I'll be talking about them. So excited to dive into this week's episode. If you are not, I highly suggest or highly encourage y'all to subscribe to the newsletter, Conversation Piece. The newsletter goes out weekly every Monday with our episodes. And it's the place where you can get exclusive content, a lot of different things, not only from a writing perspective, but also our companion piece podcast, Conversation Notes, where I dive into a specific topic or idea or concept that comes up in our episodes from Monday and give it a little bit more personal spin. Maybe not personal spin, but diving into it a little bit more deeply than I'm able to on those episodes on Mondays. Those go out Wednesdays in their own special edition of the newsletter. So, and they are exclusive for our paid subscribers. So, highly suggest considering becoming a paid subscriber to the newsletter if you're open to that. If not, you still get access to the newsletter, the written portion at least, and you can still check out all the things that we have going on. Um, But those paid subscribers, that paid community, gets access to a couple more exclusive things and new things coming up all the time. We have some really cool stuff coming out in November or in December that I'm really, really excited about. So conversation piece, the newsletter, best place to be in order to get access to the podcast, in order to get access to the exclusive extras to the podcast, conversation notes, all of that stuff. So make sure you check that out. Link in the show notes, link in the bios, link everywhere you can get your links. Um, without further ado, though, let's dive into the episode. First up, November recap. So if you don't know, November is International Adoption or Adoptee Awareness Month. And for the show and for me, we have been interviewing and talking to adoptee, Asian adoptees specifically based right here in Indiana as part of our series and our ongoing conversations around the adoptee experience on conversation piece. And these episodes serving as a little bit of a pilot uh, for our in-person recordings and interviews that you're going to be seeing more of in 2024. And because November is the month that it is, I really wanted to sit down with some friends and some awesome members of our community who are based right here to have these conversations about that adoptee experience. So first up was Amy Placharzik. She's a Filipina adoptee. And we talked about a lot of different things. 
But the big thing that I walked away with was encouragement. She specifically calls herself an encouragement girl. And we were talking about the idea of being encouraged, whether directly or indirectly, to participate in community stuff and conversations. And I've been sitting with the idea of what that means in the context of our group here in Indiana, our Asian adoptee group, and how we can continue to encourage folks not just to participate in what we have going on, but to participate from wherever they are in their journey and to not feel forced or pressured into that participation. How can we layer encouragement into the conversations that we have, the group messages, the events or the get-togethers or the meetups that come out of our group? How do we make sure that we are encouraging folks the right way and in an appropriate way to join us and to be part of the community? So that's something that I've been sitting with uh, since our conversation with Amy. Shout out to Amy. She's awesome. Make sure you check out that episode. Next up was Lauren Reese, Korean adoptee, my good friend, and a knitting ninja, self-proclaimed. We talked a lot about parenting as adoptees. And so for those of you who don't know, I am an expecting expectant father. Um, my wife and I are getting ready to have our first child in February, and it's a super exciting time. It's a super terrifying time. And... Lauren and I were just very invested in this conversation around what it means to be a parent, not just in general, but as an adoptee specifically. Lauren has three kids of her own, and we talked a lot about the different things that go into parenting. We're very aligned on like social justice issues, so we talked a lot about that, how we have those conversations, how we continue to maintain our education and our involvement within community or social justice issues as we become parents and as we find ourselves needing to understand balance a little bit more, find balance a little bit more, especially in that newborn phase. And Lauren shared a lot of good tips, a lot of good resources and recommendations about how to go about doing so. And that's something I've just been sitting with a lot and thinking about the idea of knowing myself as a person in order to be able to model for my kids what that looks like, or my kid, I guess I should say, let's not pluralize that yet, um, but for my kid as I get ready to enter parenthood. And so really been sitting with that conversation a lot since we had it. Make sure you check out that episode as well. And then last week, I had a conversation with Lillian Barkas, an amazing, amazing person, Chinese adoptee, and one of the two other adoptees that I founded, the Asian Adoptees of Indiana with, way back when, two and a half years ago, maybe. Um, I think we talk about it in the episode, that origin story. So make sure you check that out. Two things that we talked about that I've really been sitting in were the concepts of abandonment and attachment. And shout out to Lily for being so generous and so vulnerable with her story and her relationship with these ideas because she really touched the heart of how they are separate things but intricately intertwined and the importance for us to be able to name those things and have those conversations not just within our diaspora but outside of it because they are so deeply rooted in the experience of the adoptee and they are things that don't necessarily align with the dominant narrative of adoption of the happily ever after of the net positivity 
And Lily shares so much about her own story and her own journey with these things. And it got me really, really sitting and thinking about them and how they affect my own life. And I did a deep dive on these concepts and my personal relationship with them on this last week's episode of Conversation Notes. So again, make sure that you're subscribed to the newsletter and consider go upgrading to paid if you want to have access to Conversation Notes, which is exclusive for those paid subscribers, because this is the opportunity for me to be able to do those deeper dives into some of these things that we talk about. Some things that I might not even be thinking about, but the guests that I have on the show bring out in me. And they're things that while on those episodes, I might not be able to dive into at that point. I want to take the time to really sit and unpack and try to understand in a shorter episode, what they might have or the, the impact they might have on my own life. So Shout out to Lillian, shout out to Lauren, shout out to Amy. Amazing, amazing conversations. You can check all of those out in the show notes, link them all in the show notes. You can watch them on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at conversation peace podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, I don't know, anywhere. So an amazing November. And that's what we're doing right here today. Uh, on the solo episode, we are closing out the month. And I guess this is kind of like a conversation notes piece, podcast companion, throwing words together to make everything work out. Um, but it's really an opportunity for me to dive into one specific topic in relation to the adoptee experience, my personal adoptee experience, as well as maybe touching on points that affect the general community. And I wanted to... I always try to think about, you know, what is a relevant thing for me to be able to bring up on these solo episodes. A lot of times I feel like in the last solo episodes, I've been talking about the changes to the show. Um, and that seems to be happening literally every day. There's something new and something cool and something exciting happening. And I feel like I got to talk about it. And this week, as we move out of November and move towards December and thinking about the different things that are coming up, I've been hosting these workshops that are directly, maybe not directly, but have been birthed out of the show and the idea of addressing missing pieces within our larger conversations. And last week I hosted the first, well, not the first, but hosted an adoptee only workshop where we are naming some of these pieces and a really great time and near the end of the workshop where we're doing our group work one of the participants shared this as a missing piece that the unfairness there that exists for adoptees to be burdened with the responsibility of managing our adoptive parents feelings when we try to talk about our experiences as adoptees and lots of people resonated with it. And it's something that I have given thought to also something that I haven't thought enough about and something that I feel like we don't necessarily talk about in the community or outside of the community that often. And so I wanted to dive into that topic today and talk a little bit about what that means, what I think it means at least, 
where I think it comes from and ways that we can move beyond or disrupt that idea. So this idea of being responsible for managing and and taking care of our adoptive parents' feelings, one, I think the idea of being responsible for anybody's feelings is universal. I think that's something that we can all experience or that we all do experience or feel to some degree at some point in our lives with some person in our lives. And I feel like this idea is rooted in societal narratives of being respectful, of taking the high road, of always trying to be the better person when it comes to thinking about how we interact and engage in conversation with other people and what we might say to someone that could affect them. Impact over intent, actually, is kind of what I'm thinking about here. And I think at the end of the day, it is for adoptees specifically, I think the idea that we have to manage and take care of other people's feelings, particularly our adoptive parents or adoptive families' feelings, is rooted in not only that social narrative of of the high road, but in the dominant narrative of adoption and the narratives of gratitude and positivity that spring out of that foundation. And so I say that because this responsibility, this feeling like we have to take care of these other people's feelings when we need to talk about something is because we have forever been told that we should be grateful for having been adopted. And that pressure, that narrative sits over us as a burden because we have to navigate the idea that if we are to talk about something that does not align with the dominant narrative, then we are being ungrateful. Then we are being negative and that those two things can't exist simultaneously, that those two truths are not being able, that those two things are not able to be true at the same time. And I think that binary thinking pushes us to then withhold, to feel like we are not able to or are not allowed to talk about and share the things that we're feeling deeply because we will then be labeled XYZ, ungrateful, angry, um, maladjusted, whatever those labels look like. We will then be put on, those will be put up on us because we are not being, we are not being responsible with and managing the feelings of the people around us. Doesn't matter what we feel. It's that we are supposed to be responsible for those other people. That's the burden. That's the burden. And so I've been sitting with and thinking about this since we talked about this in the workshop. And as I've been doing this unpacking and thinking about it, I realized that this is, it's, a, it's an illusion, the idea that we have to be responsible for anyone's feelings other than our own 
is an illusion. And at the end of the day, we are not responsible for anyone's feelings other than our own. Because we are not able to properly and appropriately support and help and even respect and manage other people's feelings in the right way if we can't do that for ourselves. We can't help other people if we cannot first help ourselves. Now, that does not mean that we shouldn't be mindful and respectful and open to other people, their feelings, their opinions, their ideas, whatever it might be. Not everyone's aligned with us. Not everybody thinks the same way as us. And we have to be mindful, respectful, and open to all of those things, including our adoptive parents, including our families, whoever it might be. And I think, I say we have to, we should be mindful, respectful, and open because it'll, that allows growth. It allows us to understand perspectives other than our own, or at least to hear and listen to those other, those feelings um, and opinions and, and whatever it might be. However, I don't know why we've got another, however, uh, semicolon, however, <laughs> that also doesn't mean that we should allow folks like our adoptive parents to invalidate our experiences just because we have this idea that we need to be managing and responsible for their feelings and how they might feel because of how we feel, because of what we've experienced, because of what we've experienced. We should not just be trying to appease or be cordial to other people because they may not understand or be open or respectful or mindful of our experiences. That is what I mean when I talk about, or when I say that this responsibility, this burden is an illusion and why it's rooted in gratitude and positivity and those dominant narratives that exist to oppress us, to keep us in that state that flux of gratitude because while we are expected to be mindful, respectful, and open to our parents' feelings and to manage those things, that same mindfulness, respectfulness, and and openness is not extended to them. And other people are not made to feel like they have to be open to our experiences. And they just do the work of invalidation immediately when we present narratives that run counter to that dominant narrative. That's the illusion. That's the illusion because we've been told, and this is how, this is why I say it extends to people, even out to anybody, to anybody, because instead of being willing to listen, being willing to learn and challenge our own perceptions and ideas of what an experience might hold, we feel like we want, we, we feel like we can invalidate that because we think we know. We think we know better than the person who has and holds the identity or experience that's trying to articulate, trying to share with us what it means to be that person. And this has been ingrained in us because of these dominant narratives over centuries, over millennia. That is why we think this way. And so we have 
we have internalized the idea of being responsible, of being the managers of other people's feelings at the expense of our own. Again, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be mindful, respectful, and open to other people's feelings. We absolutely should be those things, and we should be considerate of those things because it allows for growth. It allows for us to, again, challenge those those perceptions and ideas that we have as individuals and opens us up to community. However, the illusion is that we shouldn't be that way, that we should do the work of invalidation because we have been taught not that the high road is the better road to take, but that the high road is the only road that exists and that through the weaponization of the high road, we can then invalidate another person and their experience because it does not align with what we have been told. That's the illusion. That's the illusion. And that's the burden for adoptees when it comes to our adoptive parents. And this leads to things like estrangement. This leads to things like the fear of doing a birth search or a familial search when our adoptive parents are still alive. It leads to things like cultural and social and community isolation because to embrace our ethnicity, to embrace our racial heritage and backgrounds is to reject our adoptive parents in the most likely white dominant communities and cultures that we grew up in. I say white dominant. I I mean white dominant and American dominant specifically, but white dominant for everyone else outside of, for all other people outside of America, we, it means that we have to live in the binary of either or, and there is no room for both and, and, and this. I feel this way and someone else feels a different way. And I will make space for all of those feelings. All of these things can be true. And, and. And so we have to disrupt this idea of the binary. We have to disrupt this idea that we are responsible for anyone's feelings other than our own and replace it with this counter narrative that we can be mindful and respectful and open to other people's feelings and that we are not the managers of those people's feelings. Everyone needs to be able to be the manager of their own. And if we feel a type of way about something that somebody shares from their experience, that means that we have to do internal work on ourselves to understand why do we feel that way. It doesn't mean we go out and invalidate that person. It means we need to take a look. It means that we can be inquisitive and curious. We can also be mindful and respectful and open to that other experience. And by running with that counter narrative, we can then push back and resist this idea of the binary, this idea that gratitude and positivity are the only ways and anything that operates as the antithesis to those things is invalid. That's not true. All of these things can be true. All of the things can be true. And truly, at the end of the day, we have to make our own choice in regards to how we're going to approach it. I say all of this and I share all of this because I just want to understand it better and I want to do better for myself. And like when I do solo episodes, when I talk about these things, 
the first place it starts with is with me. It's not to tell other people what to do. It's to tell myself what I need to do better. And hopefully, other people might feel the same. If not, that's totally okay. Again, I welcome the challenge because the challenge allows me to grow. It allows me to learn. It allows me to become, hopefully, a better person. And hopefully, I meet that with openness, with mindfulness, and with respect. Doesn't mean that always happens. I'm not perfect. However, I make the choice. I'm trying to make the choice every time to be better because for 30 years, I didn't make that choice. For a long time, even during this period of, of reclamation of consciousness, I haven't always made that choice because I'm still learning what it means to know who I am as an individual and also learning how to manage my own feelings. And I think that's what I want to walk away with is how do I better manage myself so that way I can be more open, mindful, and respectful to other people? And by being open, mindful, and respectful, how will that bring me closer to community? How will that build out my community? How will that make me a better parent? You know, how, do, how will that make me know myself better so I can navigate this world in the way that I want to as opposed to the way that we have been led to believe that we should, that I should. So that's what I think about when I think about this, this topic that came up in the workshop is this responsibility for other people's feelings is an illusion that has been placed upon us and that we can break the illusion ourselves. We just have to make the choice to do it. And at the end of the day, when you're ready, you're ready. You're going to be able to, to do that for yourself. You have to make that choice. And some people may never make the choice. You know, I, I can see, I can picture a world where I never have made this choice. I'm not having this conversation right now because I feel like I have to manage other people's feelings. And therefore that means at the expense of my own, I'm not going to do anything with my own feelings. I'm going to withhold, I'm going to shelter them. I'm going to suppress them because I have to take care of somebody else. I have to worry what somebody else is thinking about what I might say in a way that makes me reject who I am. And so I can picture that world for me. But I'm glad that I'm in a, po- in a place right now where I've made a different choice and I'm doing something else differently. And at the end of the day, it's because I'm not letting other people force me into doing something because they're doing it. I'm doing it because I want to do it. If anything, I'm forcing myself to do it because I, again, I want to be a better person. I want to be a better parent. As I approach parenthood, it's like, what am I going to do as a parent? What do I want to leave? The legacy I want to leave my kids, what do I want to leave them? It's this. It's this knowing who I am, and it's that they're not responsible for my feelings about whatever it is that they might be, that they might do, whatever. They're not responsible for me. I'm responsible for myself and being open, mindful, and respectful of them. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't know why I always laugh. I think it's just to break the tension of myself. I'm the only person in here, but um, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I think it's uh, an interesting thing to think about as a missing piece because I really don't know that we talk about that a lot. And I might be wrong. Maybe it's not an illusion. 
maybe we do, maybe we are supposed to be responsible for someone else's feelings in a different way than what I've described. You know, I don't think we are at the expense of ourselves. I don't think we can be. I think that that doesn't make any sense to me. However, I might be wrong. Challenge me. Let me know. Sign up for the newsletter. Let me know. When I send the newsletter out, respond. Hey, listen to your episode. Don't agree. This is why. Let me know. I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to learn from y'all. That's the point of this community. That's the point of this show is to be on this path of learning. And it's the choice that I make to do. So please let me know. If you don't agree, I want to hear. I want to hear from y'all. So um, that's the food for thought for this episode this week um, to wrap up November and to think about what can we carry out of November and continue talking about beyond this Heritage History Month, this Awareness Month, is maybe this idea of whose feelings am I responsible for and why? Why am I responsible for them? Um, think about it from an adoptee perspective. Think about it from your own perspective. If you're not adopted. Um, yeah. And so as we wrap this episode up, I just want to talk a little bit about what we have coming up in December. Um, going to have a few episodes with interviews, hopefully do one or two in-person interviews. Um, and then I have a virtual guest that I'm trying to get scheduled right now. Very excited about that. And, uh, what else can I share about those things? Not too much. Uh, have this solo episode coming out this week. Going to have another solo episode coming out next week. So if you want me to respond to, or if you want to hear what I feel and think about what we just talked about here on this episode, please let me know, reach out, let me know, hit me up, however you need to get a hold of me. And we can have that conversation. Would love to keep talking about this in our first episode of December excited about that excited about whatever conversations may come of that but we have the interviews coming out for the rest of the month including over the holidays um the newsletter very excited about what we have going on with the newsletter uh for our paid subscribers you not only have access to conversation notes, you have access to our newsletter sponsors and the deals that we have going on with them. Shout out to your pasta, shout out to Alicia Bennett, shout out to them for sponsoring us and being a part of this journey that we've been on with the paid version of the newsletter. Make sure you sign up for that to stay up to date on all those things. December is where we're going to be dropping some even more exclusive things. Um, I don't know how they're more exclusive, but new things for those exclusive paid members of the newsletter. I'm really excited about what we have coming up uh, in December for that, including one of the things that we dropped that I'll let you all know about is that I have been sharing a little bit of poetry in or for our paid members. Um, poetry, short storytelling, whatever it might be, you know, that's what it, that's what it is. And excited about sharing that. The reason I like that community is because it just feels like this is a group of people that I want to continue providing more and more value with or to, and it's a fun way for me to start sharing some other things that I've been working on that are really close and personal and intimate to me and doing so with a group of people who continue and have been supportive and I really appreciate that. 
And then shout out to everybody who signed up for the free version of the newsletter too. Really appreciate y'all. Um, again, you still get access to the newsletter, still get access to that written portion where you're seeing some of my other thoughts on other topics that come out of some of the episodes, whatever it might be, things that I've been thinking about through the month. Um, yeah, you still have access to that. And if you want, consider upgrading to paid to get access to some of that exclusive content as well. Um, let me see. I think that's about it. I guess one of the other things I'll leave you with is November. Um, or November. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, is the 2024 bit. So going to have a full month of December. Going to have a lot of stuff coming out for that. And then as we move into 2024 in January, should have a full month of January, uh, but it really depends on how this pregnancy is going, how other things are going, I suppose. It just depends on a number of factors. And so there is a world where I step into a break mid-January, and that break will probably last for about a month and a half, potentially two months. So I may not be back until March after that from a podcast perspective, from a newsletter perspective, that'll still be going on. Uh, the newsletter will continue to run weekly on Mondays, but from a podcast perspective, I may pump the brakes and shift into parenthood mode, parent mode, and uh, be doing that. It just depends on a number of things. So, most likely February, no new episodes. March, coming back. January, TBD. So just wanted to give you kind of a heads up, a, a, a light sketch of what we have going on coming up. Um, other than that, 2020, 2020, 2024 focus is going to be almost exclusively here in Indiana. I've got a lot of things that I would really like to do here in the state, in the city of Indianapolis. A lot of conversations that I really want to have. And a lot of work rooted around the Asian American diaspora here. Um, other historically marginalized communities that exist here. And how we can build together. We've got a lot of things that I'm excited to talk about. That I really want to talk about with folks that are here in this city, in this state that have been doing some incredible things that on a national level don't always get the shine. And for the most part, this audience is a national audience. And so I want to bring the incredible things that are happening here to y'all. So y'all know that Indy and Indiana is more than just the Pacers or the Colts or corn or whatever it is like flyover country. We're not just flyover country. We got a lot of stuff going on. And I want y'all to, to know about it. And I want to share my pride in that. And I want to share other folks' pride in that. And I think it's really important in the ongoing scheme of things that we have these conversations. And also, selfishly, I want to be here with my kid. I don't want to travel a whole bunch. I want to be right here. So <laughs> that's what you can kind of expect from Conversation Peace in 2024. We'll still be doing virtual interviews with guests whenever I can but really focused on how do I continue to have this conversation at a local level and build here locally. That's where I want to be. That's where I am. And that's what you can expect. So excited about that. 
again, light sketch of 2024. Bump the mic. Light sketch of 2024. <laughs> light sketch of 2024. I don't know if I'm going to edit any of that out. Light sketch um, of stuff coming up. But until then, excited for December. Make sure you check out all of our episodes from this month linked right here in the show notes. Make sure you check out anything else that I talked about also linked here in the show notes. Um, and really, really quickly, just want to shout out Lightbound Studios and Sound Space for having the space for me to record in. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? If you want to connect and if you want to reach out to me directly, uh regarding what i talked about on today's episode you can do so on instagram for the show it's at conversation pod piece for me personally it's at patrick in the world if you want to support the show outside of the newsletter for whatever reason would love if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcast super super appreciate that and if you want to check out anything else about the show, check out old episodes, links to some other stuff, you can do so at our website, conversationpeacepod.com. Um, you can also leave reviews there as well. Again, cannot stress enough. Subscribe to the newsletter. Join the conversation there. Lots of really cool stuff. Shout out to our paid subscribers. Very much appreciate y'all. Thank you for supporting me, for supporting the show, for supporting the newsletter for being a part of this community as we build, as we grow, as we move out of 2023 into 2024. And I just really appreciate it. That's it. I just really appreciate it. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody who's been listening to the show. Um, I hope that you are able to carry these conversations about the adoptee community, about the adoptee experience outside of November, just like we should be doing with every Heritage History Awareness Month. They should be springboards for these conversations to continue all year um, and build solidarity and build community together as opposed to just siloing us to one month. That is not the way. That is not the way it's supposed to be. And so I hope we're able to continue carrying those on. And without further, further ado, until next time, until next week, I've been Patrick Armstrong, and this has been Conversation Peace. Thanks, y'all.